0: On today's podcast, we'll discuss some significant changes in retirement planning and how those changes could affect you.
1: We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Param. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with CloudVestor. Untangling your finances—the job of Mo Param of Cloud vesters the virtual firm that helps many already in all phases of their financial life—and offering the convenience of virtual planning with the human touch. I'm consumer advocate Dave Perkins. Man, we got some stuff to get in here uh, today, Mo. Especially in this first part of the uh, podcast for today. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, Dave. Got a lot to unpack, like you said. Ooh. Um <laughs> It's like we got back from a three month
0: cruise, we gotta unpack all this. I know. you been, know The last few weeks it's just been one thing after another that uh that we just continue to unravel and untangle and and bring and and uh and bring out to everyone.
1: Looks like you know, we're gonna talk about Secure Act two where it stands now. But when you get back from vacation, well, you're married, so you have to I was gonna ask you <laughs> if you just kind of live out of the continue to live out of the suitcase for a few days in other words i do that
0: i do that too <laughs> right? i I i I'm a, i am married but i'm still a guy right so you of know course. Men are. yeah <laughs> but
1: yeah but yeah but you know to keep the peace you probably do more
0: unpack now right oh, yeah <laughs> yeah, I do. To keep the peace, definitely. Definitely. Right. But 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 you would not be surprised if after maybe a day or two the suitcase is still not unpacked and I'm still scrambling to find the you know, my razor or whatever <laughs> I may have left inside. You forget by, there my
1: are things in there. You know, and even after yeah. I've, I've totally exhausted everything in the suitcase and I do a million things in a day. But for some reason, it seems like such a Herculean task to pick that suitcase up and put it back where I got it from. But it will still sit there sometimes for a month or more.
0: But I'm not married so yeah (laughs) there's no way it could stay my it could stay for a month (laughs) i get a two Uh, i get a two maybe three day pass right that it's got to be put
1: up yeah that's it that's just got to go well we're going to mo's going to unpack secure act 2.0 i'll mention briefly here secure act original secure act which passed late 2019 uh, we saw some things that were good in that. For instance, it raised the uh, minimum uh, required minimum distribution age from 70 and a half to 72. However, right. it did eliminate the stretch IRA. Now, this is the sequel to the original Secure Act, Secure Act 2.0. It's been a while. We've actually done, we've talked about this on the podcast, but it passed the House 414 to 5. So it does enjoy bipartisan support. It has not passed the Senate. We are hearing that it could pass soon, whether it's included in the budget or whether it's a standalone in the Senate, where we know if it's a standalone in the Senate, there could be a reconciliation process. If that were to be the case, then uh, what Mo goes over now is as it stands, as it passed the House. We're not saying or that it's going to stay exactly like this. But I'm also interested, Mo, in getting your take on everything, whether you think it's good, bad, or whether you're indifferent. But let's start with the 401k process. As it stands now, you got a job with a company that offers a 401k. You really have to tell them if you want to be included in it. But this this kind of switches things a little bit, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. This, uh, th- this would mandate or require you to, well, for your employer to automatically um, set you up into an auto-enroll. And it will be somewhere between, you know, 3 and 10% of your compensation. So you'd be automatically contributing to your 401k, 403b. And, you know, for as an advisor, that, that makes me feel feel somewhat good because uh-huh. you'd be imagine. I mean, you'd imagine how many people aren't saving for their retirement. Uh, right. Actually, just got off a conversation with uh, literally just got off a conversation with a woman who is um, you know fifty seven and you know she's in the she has a pension, so she I guess technically she has been saving because she's been contributing since she started working. But her four three b is you know a few thousand dollars. Right. Because now you know, she was she had a lot of credit card debt and, and, and everything of that sort where she was trying to to, uh, to to eradicate that as soon as possible. So being able now now she's fortunate enough to have a pension, but we all know that pensions are far and few in between now. Mm-hmm. So being able to to I want to say force you to contribute, but, you know, putting that that pressure for you to 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 start contributing. um automatically may sting for some people in the beginning, but fast forward when you're getting close to that retirement age, you know, you you would have seen the value of just being able to put away three, four five six seven percent of your of your compensation over time
1: yeah and of course it's the mandate is on the employers to automatically enroll it doesn't mean you have to you can opt right. out but my understanding is you opt out and then three years later it's kind of like it defaults back to automatic enrollment so then you would have to opt out again right I mean they're right. trying so to make s- sure people save in other words
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah they're trying to make people save and you know uh also try to make sure that the the tax bucket for the government is still continues to be funded Yeah. right cuz most of these accounts are going to be pre-tax accounts and guess what pre-tax account means? that at some point yeah you know the government's going to get their hands on it
1: well let's look at that point because now this secure act 2.0 proposes further pushing out the required minimum distribution age but incrementally how will that work mo
0: yeah so right now, like you mentioned before it's age seventy two which is when you'll be forced to take the distributions out um, the proposal is 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 to increase that um, requirement minimum distribution age to seventy three um, and that'll start technically now well twenty twenty two up until the year twenty twenty eight and then increase it to age seventy four from 29 to 31 and then increase it again to age 75 from 2032 and later okay so again it's just another way to defer taking those required distributions um, and in my opinion it gives us more time to do some more tax planning as that's well. true
1: that's absolutely true this is a good thing you can't argue with this it proposes it proposes decreasing that severe penalty if you miss an RMD. It's currently fifty percent. Oh, it's awful. That's awful.
0: That's yeah. one of the things. You know, right now, um, as a firm, we're um, you know we've been doing this throughout the year. But for those who haven't taken the distributions from their their retirement accounts, um, uh, we're 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 even forcing some of those distributions out because we don't want clients to to um, to to receive that fifty percent penalties if they forget to do it right. So so, um, the decreasing it from fifty to twenty five percent is huge. I think it's it's just awful, right? I mean, sometimes people forget. um, You know, one of the things that we we see is you know clients have uh, counts before coming to us in multiple different. what do you call it? Like multiple different holdings. Right? Mm-hmm. They may have an account with Fidelity, they may have an account with Vanguard and old 401k here. So they may have three or four or five different accounts at four or five different places. And they may take an RMD from two of those, but they forget to calculate the other accounts. Yes. And they're, they're being proactive to take the distributions, but are, you know, forgetting about these other accounts. Um, so you know reducing it from 50 to 25 is, percent is would be a, a lifesaver. and they're also thinking about in decreasing it to 10 percent if you can correct it, um, sooner than later. Okay. So, so, the, so the quicker you yeah. do it, you can even get wow. it reduced it by 10%. So well, that's huge. That's
1: great. That really is huge. Okay. Well, yeah. you really can't argue with that. Now, when we've talked about this too, that if you have a Roth 401k, even though you've paid the taxes on it, so you don't have to pay taxes again on it, Roth 401ks, not Roth IRAs, they're not subject to RMDs, but Roth 401ks currently are, it looks like, and as it stands now with Secure Act 2.0, they would eliminate that requirement. If I'm yeah. reading this correctly,
0: yeah, you would not be required to to make the distributions before the death of the owner. Okay, so so they, that's huge because again, Roth Roth 401ks, even though um, the distributions are tax free, right? You, you, some people still don't want to be forced well, you could to take miss a distribution. And, well, and then face the penalty if you miss it, right? <laughs> face the penalty and make. You're right, and also this could be another way of legacy planning. Right. Um, if you could leave this distribution to your uh, distribution, if you could leave this 401k to a child or spouse, for, you know, without being forced to take it out. Again, this is part of a le- legacy planning.
1: This is another good thing. If I'm reading this correctly. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. First off, uh, th- that currently, if an employer matches, the match goes to the traditional 401k. But if the company offers a
0: 401k Roth. Now,
1: this allows them to put it in there, right?
0: Right, right. This is huge. This is huge. This is huge, huge, huge. Yeah. um, Again, tax planning. Um, This is going to be interesting because I'm wondering how, you know, because right now when when an employer puts money into a 401k as a match, they're able to use that as a... As an expense, right? So as a deduction for the business, but now if you're going to do it on an after-tax basis, I wonder how that works. But, uh, but yeah, but re- regardless of the fact, if in, if your employer is now able to match your contributions on a Roth basis, I mean, mm-hmm. think about that. Now we're talking about a bucket of money that can all be tax-free to you during retirement, right? Which is huge. Well, it definitely
1: was something you'll thank yourself for later. Now, I know we're going to get to how catch-up contributions are proposed in this as it stands now to increase now after age 60, which it already does at age 50. But what is this about for those at age 50, even before 60, between 50 and 60? Are they requiring you to... Put ketchup in a Roth? I I don't understand that totally.
0: <laughs> so ketchup for those fifty and over, fifty and over, any type of ketchup would be would be. It looks like it'd be required to be on a Roth on a basis. Roth basis.
1: Um, right after if it passes this year, uh, so I guess starting January one twenty three.
0: Yeah, be or whenever able to, it passes, I guess. Whenever I it know, passes, man, yeah. Man. So, that, so the catch up would be required for on a Roth basis, and they also think about increasing the catch up from sixty to sixty. Uh, so once it, you hit 60, eighty sixty,
1: you can actually even put more in between sixty yeah, and sixty three.
0: An additional ten grand. Wow.
1: Yeah. What? I always look for signals in legislation. I mean, one thing it signals to me is they're freaking out about whether that about people not being prepared when they hit retirement age.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, you know, one of the things that it does is it's it when, the, when, when one isn't prepared for retirement, mm-hmm. um, you know, here as a, as a society, then it puts a lot of pressure on, you know, um, social programs. Yeah. Right? It puts pressure on social security, puts pressure on, you know uh, Medicare, so what is in other in other governments, um, uh benefits? So one of the things that we, this looks like it's trying to do is really really prepare individuals and in even some way forcing them right to 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 put retirement at the forefront of their plan, um, whether they want to or not, based off the you know the automatic contributions. Uh, uh, and then again the, the you have to force yourself to opt out so again most people once they're in they're in um, putting the the, the RMD ages, deferring it later on again forcing you know kind of making sure that people are prepared for retirement now I'm trying to figure out you know what's in it for them right What there's always well you always think about uh, that I mean
1: 22. yeah I mean I guess if you delay RMDs they have to wait longer for it but they'd be bigger right right uh, that's that's right but you know it really is a, it, there's something in it for everyone if more americans are properly prepared for retirement so i mean it certainly would be more taxes overall anyway um so yeah i i, I don't know i don't see much to argue with here i mean but i'm i i'm not i'm not an expert in this field and you don't seem like you see much to argue with so far. we, we got a little bit of time here in this segment. I don't <laughs> want to put words in your mouth. If it is anything to argue with, please argue. But I wanted to say as we run out of the segment here, is there anything on annuities that would change in this that you want to touch on?
0: Yeah, on the, on the annuity side, um, th- I like the idea of having s- the lump sum payments um, in in because usually right now if someone new if if an if, if a person is receiving an annuity payment uh, most of the times you're you're able to kind of extend that payment on to your surviving spouse but usually it's, it's just it's just a continuation of that income but it looks like they're they're allowing you know lump sum payments to come in and, th- and that's that's actually pretty huge. to To be able to have a lump sum of of income coming in um, to to handle any type of affairs Mm -hmm. uh, that 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 could be um, uh, that can arise with one's passing, so that that lump sum option seems pretty interesting. Uh, You know, and also annuities that are purchased within retirement plans or IRAs um, up until the age of eighty five. Depending on certain other requirements, it looks like you, 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 you may not have to take out RMDs, hmm. which is really interesting. Yeah, it's a lot. It's almost like. Well, it, it's it's not. Uh, yeah. So so I, I take that back. It's not that you wouldn't have to be taking out. You would have to take out RMDs. The annuity amount in the IRAs would not be calculated as far as what your rmd amount would be oh and that's pretty interesting okay 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 i see what you're saying yeah so if you have an ira for so so your rmds are all calculated based off of all of your retirement accounts all of your iras 403bs 401ks and so there's some clients that have iras that are funded by an annuity Mm -hmm. and so that balance in the in the ira that's that has an annuity you have to use that balance to to, to calculate what your RMDs are. But here it looks like there may be some provisions where you won't have to include that amount into your RMD calculation.
1: Well, keep in mind that uh, Mo and also Andrew Nida and are going to keep an eye on this and will continue to follow this on their on the podcast, on the radio show, and on their TV show as well. And again, these are just some some of the proposed changes. Now, it certainly enjoyed bipartisan support in the House, wide. Uh, but if the Senate were to pass the Retirement Security and Savings Act, the House and Senate would likely move to reconcile their separate bills. And also, the Senate could be asked to vote on a spending bill that includes the House's version of Secure Act 2.0. So we don't know yeah. exactly how this is going to play out. But again, Mo and Andrew will follow this. Now, we'll take a very quick break. But uh, coming up, Mo's going to outline some surefire techniques to help make sure your retirement savings will be able to get you all the way through retirement from longevity to asset allocations, uh, allocation. We're going to dig into, the, into all of that right after this. or getting close to retirement. Holistic financial planning in all areas, including taxes, estate planning, insurance, cash flow, and budgeting. They even offer customized personal websites for clients. The technology of today while still maintaining that human touch. That's Cloud Vesters. That's cloudvesters.com. We're back. It's your finances untangled with Mo Param. And you just heard about CloudVestors, dot cloudvestors.com to learn even more about this fiduciary firm that offers financial planning for all phases of your financial life uh, with that human touch as well. So convenience, but the human touch as well. We looked at Secure Act 2.0 as it stands now. We're going to go into this segment talking about saving for retirement, of course, certainly every something everyone should be doing. And with Secure Act 2.0, it sounds like the government's getting a little scared we're not doing a good enough job and mandating some things, not on us so much, but as we talked about mandating that. Employers automatically enroll you into your 401k, and you could choose to opt out. Hopefully, you wouldn't. But, um, well, here we go. Saving, everyone should be doing it because you probably don't want to have to work forever. Good news, right. some proven practices that can help you save even more for retirement. Mo's going to run down. Now, do remember this. Good chance you're going to live longer, certainly longer than your parents and grandparents.
0: Yeah, if you there's, there's a fifty percent chance that if you reach age sixty five, there's a fifty percent chance that men will live to age eighty nine and and women would live to age ninety, right? So people are just living longer. If you look back, we're creeping your, up on the women now. Only a year. We're creeping up. We're creeping up. Yeah, yeah. We're up. <laughs> yeah. You know, people are just living longer. You know, yeah. with modern day medicine, with you know, um, people are eating better, and so. So, you want to plan on a real, you want to have a realistic plan for your money to support you for a long time, um, especially when you're deciding to invest for your future. So, it's definitely smarter for you to have some money left over so you can pass on to your heirs or any charities uh, while you're alive. Um, So, uh, and so, but at the end of the day, yeah, with us living longer you definitely want to make sure that you're planning around that right we don't want to run out of money and there's still life left right so we want mm-hmm. to be able to have uh, some income and, and your income survive and your income surviving throughout your life so definitely plan on i would say plan on a longer life
1: you know just looking knowing what we're going to be covering here and not only It shows how you can make your retirement savings to get you through retirement. Techniques to do that, but it's also how you can uh, combat what we're dealing with now in the economy. (laughs) Uh, A lot of it's going to sound like that. For instance, uh, we certainly know now the importance of having a savings safety net. That's
0: right. That's right. Um, You know, we've you know, we've had such an amazing run in the market. prior to this year, right. Even with COVID, even with, you know, the great recession in 2008, if you just look at the stock market, you know, from 2020 or from 2000 to, you know, 2021, it's been a really good run in the market. And so the idea of volatility and I I believe has, was pretty much eradicated from people's vocabulary. Mm -hmm. I mean, even, even when COVID hit and, um, in the market dropped in March of 2020. It was the fastest recovery we've ever seen. So even that, sure was, was. Uh, even that um, drop in the market was uh, um, was almost a blimp in the radar. Now we're now we're feeling the the ramifications of some of the things that were done to 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 make that recovery happen as fast as possible. So the stock market just doesn't always perform and give positive returns every single year. So having that safety net um, uh, of income, uh, whether it's in a money market account, a high yield savings account, which right now, I mean, if you look at these high yield savings accounts, I mean, they, one one positive thing about rising in uh, interest rates is that your, these high yield savings accounts, the interest rates increase as well. So now you could probably get like two and a quarter, maybe even two and a half percent on a savings account, which is huge right <laughs> yeah, now. It is uh, better than it even, was. <laughs> yeah, even short term treasuries are o- over almost four percent. So yeah, we're six percent on mortgages now, though, right? Right, right. Yeah, with everything going on, six percent for thirty year. I think that hasn't happened since uh, 08, I believe. Is that the so, when
1: they were last around 6? I know that's counter to what you're saying, but but it's because of the fact that interest rates are rising. And, yeah, I was just reading that where we hit that 6% point. So that's about where it was before the we went in
0: the yeah, toilet in the economy? Right. But, yeah, it had, we haven't touched the 6% since then. Okay. And if you think about historically, 6%, historically, it's low. Yeah, uh, you know, if you well, bought a house in the '80s, you're probably paying double digits. Right, early '80s, uh, especially. Early yeah. '80s, yeah. Uh, but, but again, that safety net, that 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 emergency fund uh, for times like this, especially when you retire. If you think about, you know, if you have money that's in the market uh, and the market's going down five, ten percent, and you need income, mm-hmm. the last thing you want to do is start selling your assets at uh, at in a down market. So you have the safety net to, you know, kind of fill in the gap and let your market assets uh, recover.
1: Okay. So w- we actually did a podcast on inflation and I asked the question, <laughs> I'll never forget, but it, I kind of mean, it. I know we always have inflation and we right. just have high inflation now, but I ask you, why do we h- even have to have it? But I know, I know why we have it, but I also know this, even when it does go back down, we're always going to have inflation. You have to understand it and factor it in for retirement right. planning.
0: You have to, you have to I mean $10 that the $10 that you, that you have today, doesn't buy you the same amount of goods as $10, $10 will buy you, you know, four or five, a decade from now, right? Four or five years or even a decade from now, it'll buy you less just because the cost of, goods are going up so you have to you have to factor in inflation uh and you have to know your personal inflation number right you know right now the the cpi numbers came out uh, a couple of days ago and it was 8.3 percent, but that doesn't necessarily mean that your inflation number is 8.3 you know depending on your cost depending on your life it may be higher i or think it, it lower. possibly
1: is higher for everyone because of what's not factored in
0: exactly that 8.3%. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Uh, Makes sense. So you, have to, mm.
0: so, so you have to, so you have to factor inflation, especially if uh, if you're on a fixed income, like most retirees are mm-hmm. th- th- inflation can definitely erode and evaporate your, your, your retirement plan. Certainly can also, yeah.
1: you know, uh, understanding, and if you could uh, touch on what we have left here quickly, because it's really sure. good stuff here. It's really good stuff. I don't want to leave anything out. But maybe we can put these two together, understanding diversification and having the right asset allocation.
0: Yeah, so, so d- 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 diversification, the reason why you want to divers- diversify your assets is because you want your money to be um, to be in the best position for returns if they're going to be invested. And so um, having non-correlated assets, essentially meaning that um, assets that aren't moving in the same direction during the same the market conditions. Uh, the reason why that's important is because if, if everything is so correlated to each other, basically meaning that there's no diversification, then if the market goes up, that's perfect because everything, your entire account goes up. But again, if there's no diversification and if, if the market goes down, that means there, there's some risk that your account will go, all of your account will go down. We don't as want well. that. Yeah. You know, we don't want that. So dropping a whole basket break. of eggs. When they're all in one basket, they all break. Yeah, yeah, I mean like if you're invested in all large cap companies, all growth companies, well, if 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 we're in a market where growth companies are out of favor, then your portfolio is going to be out of favor. Yeah. So you want to have that diversification. Um and you also want to have diversification in different not I I've seen portfolios from potential clients that have, you know, 30 different holdings inside there you know they have you know uh uh, uh, this man this money manager's mutual fund and another money manager, and they think they're diversified and they think they are diversified but you know a a large cap growth mutual fund with vanguard is almost very similar to a large cap mutual fund with tia craft right but they think they're being diversified because right. they have some with Vanguard and some with um, TIAA-CREF, to give an example. Uh, so yeah, so you want to be diversified. Uh, you want to have the right asset allocation mix, right? How much um, fixed income? How much uh, U.S. equities? How much bonds you want to have in your portfolio? Um, you, you know, you just want to you, you want to be able to have a perfect mix for yourself. And it's all based off your risk, your timing, your uh, your age, how much assets you have, um, how much of your income, how much of your those assets you're going to need to fill in in the income gaps. So it's not a it's not an easy button where you just press it and say, okay, you know, I'm gonna go sixty forty fifty fifty. You know, you want to be able to understand what the right asset allocation mix is for yourself.
1: Talk about what's not to like a health savings account if you're eligible for it. Now, I guess you got to have a high deductible medical plan, but or insurance plan. But if right. you are, my goodness,
0: it's a triple yeah. triple tax benefit here. Yeah, tax deferred contributions, um, tax deferred growth, and as long as you're using it for medi- medical reasons, it's, it's tax free. So um, it's a great place for you to save um, over time uh, for medical expenses. But then you know, at age sixty five. Uh, if you're not, if you have built, if you've built this, um, this account, then you can still use it for even non-medical purposes. So, yeah, so it's, it's a triple whammy, you know, you get the tax breaks and it also gives us another, uh, account that we can use during retirement.
1: It may sound a little preachy saying pay off your debts, but it's true. You know, if you are 90 and still paying on your college loan, uh, <laughs> you graduated back in 1940, <laughs> uh, you, it's best to go ahead. And and knock it out but what about mortgage though is it still uh, is it a good idea to not worry so much about taking care of that
0: uh you, you know what I, I i completely agree with this. if you can pay off your mortgage by the time you retire go ahead and do it just pay it right? off I mean, huh? okay just pay it off okay if you can right? mm-hmm. i mean there's some who you can't but you know the, if you can pay off your mortgage it's just one less one debt you have to worry about okay and it frees up income right it frees up those expenses we like to own
1: things so yeah i i it's a psychological thing too with paying that off then then it really is my house now
0: it is your house right it yeah it's your house i mean you you gotta pay taxes right but still the, the it's your house right and and again the, the peace and safety and security of knowing that their home is paid for mm-hmm. um, okay especially again if some if someone's on a fixed income uh, if inflation rises up right they may want to be able to know that okay i don't have to st- strain on on uh, on just living because I've got this mortgage payment that I've got that's continuously that I've got to pay every month. Well, there so are
1: that- strategies that you can utilize, but I you know and, and I hear that a lot. but then a lot of people aren't going to do that. It's like when they say, you know, don't let the government hold your money. Uh, get as much as you can and then you can invest it. Well, and I probably would now maybe, but when I was younger, I would hear that and go, yeah, that's a good idea. Cause I wanted that money right away. Do you think I invested it when I was in my twenties <laughs> like or thirties, you know, I went to do my oh, no. taxes. Like what you're saying, what Yeah, you're saying, I owe. Whoa, mm-hmm. well, you claimed everybody, even the people you weren't even related to.
0: <laughs> you you claimed the dog, oh, you, can't, you, you can't. can't the cat,
1: <laughs> and I really didn't do that. Uh, <laughs> all right, so the last one here uh, this is good advice consider investing in an annuity, but the right annuity, of course.
0: You want to do the right annuity, you want to go with one with a quality company, but also. You know, we, we did a segment before on the good, bad, and ugly annuities. Um, fixed index annuities seem to be very, very um, uh, advantageous. You know, you've 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 eliminated market volatility, so those accounts can't go down. You still participate in the market, so you have the ability to to exercise some growth. But you do. But I love the fact that you can put some uh, some money aside and know that um, immediately. That that money is it has now been completely eliminated from the downturn of the market, and you can only have growth from that point on. Uh, and it gives us some leverage to handle market volatility, put some protection around your retirement accounts. So um, I know annuities get bad reps, but mm-hmm. that's just because the, you know I, I think the education isn't as as uh, as spread out uh, as it should be. But there are some really good annuities out there that can be valuable to one's retirement plan.
1: Well Mo, you unpacked all the luggage. Go on to put the suitcase up now. Don't leave it there laying around <laughs> for two oh, weeks we'll like I finger. do. I have tripped over it. I'll leave it laying at the foot of the bed and after I've gotten everything out of it and uh for two weeks and then get up, you know, in the middle of the night. I've tripped over it several times. Like <laughs> keep meaning to put that thing up. <laughs> So never uh, do. tomorrow we'll do, tomorrow. I
0: we'll won't do, do tomorrow. it tomorrow i'm gonna do it tomorrow
1: we'll do it tomorrow all right mo good stuff as always thanks so much for you listening to the podcast and it just goes on and on and on always a fresh look at financial planning and retirement planning it's right here mo we record on friday and we are officially in the weekend by the way so have a great weekend
0: yeah you too dave have a great weekend and i'll see
1: you next week Thanks for being with us on Your Finances Untangled. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts.
0: Investment advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. Moise Param and his guests provide general information, not personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. The opinions expressed on this program are not intended to be a recommendation or investment advice and do not constitute a solicitation to buy, sell, or hold a security or an investment strategy. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company.